Captain America Civil War, but filmed in the 80s. Here is your cast. Captain America, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Winter Soldier, Charlie Sheen. The Falcon, Mario Van Peebles. Scarlet Witch, uh, Natasha Kinski. I don't know who that is. Hawkeye. Yeah, you do. I she do? was from Species. Oh, no, no, that's Natasha Hinstridge. Oh, okay, um, sure. Kevin Costner is Hawkeye. Michael Douglas is Ant-Man. Oh, I love this person, whoever put this out. But it's, it gets even better. Richard Gere is Iron Man. Danny Glover, who is too old for this shit, as War Machine. Michelle Pfeiffer is Black Widow. Christopher Walken is The Vision. Lawrence Fishburne as Black Panther. And Michael J. Fox as Spider-Man. Oh my goodness. Well, this guy like- wins the internet for today. It sounds like you just found your intro. Oh my god. Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am Ricky. First off, I'm Sean. And second, (laughs) do you have your microphone settings correct? I do. Stop it. Stop it. Hey, you just needed to be jabbed one more time about that. Uh, Django. Django, I should help you, Django. Oh, my goodness. Dude, so let's just get it out of the way. We had some bad news this week. We lost somebody from the 90s music era that I loved. What was your take on Mr. Chris Cornell, sir? Well, uh, let let me start. Let me start with your your first statement there, the music of the 90s. Whenever, of course, we're both of the generation where the 80s were came strong in our youth. We we were rocking it and then came this grunge thing. Now, some people embraced it, <coughs> some people did not. There's a couple of bands I can't stand. <coughs> Nirvana. <coughs> but <sighs> Chris Cornell, Soundgarden, Temple the Dog, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. At the time, I didn't like some of it uh i came to appreciate it but like pearl jam and soundgarden i was always there i mean love 10 was a great album and then soundgarden's bad motorfinger and then temple the dog with both of them on there i mean just very quickly the dominoes fell into those entering my my cd collection very quickly yeah and and when you talk about bands like that there's two voices that instantly come to mind for me, and that is Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder, and, and the loss of a voice like Chris Cornell. For me, I was—I'm honest—I I was a Nirvana guy. I liked Nirvana, so therefore, in my group of friends, you were either a Nirvana guy or a Soundgarden person. I was Nirvana, and, and it's not like I didn't like and appreciate Soundgarden, but as I got older, I loved Audio Slave. Man, when when Chris Cornell hooked up with the remnants of Rage Against the Machine and formed Audio Slave, I was like, this is awesome. This is incredible. You have Chris's voice, which is totally iconic, backed by the guitar riffs of Tom Morello, and it created a perfect band for me. I, I loved it. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, Chris Cornell has been such a part of... Uh, music since Soundgarden came out. I mean, 
he was still in the news, you know, in in the past few years about whenever he does something new. For him to be gone as quickly as 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 it happened, I mean, he wasn't that old, you know. Fifty two. Yeah, fifty two. And it's just really, really sad to lose an artist of that of that caliber. I mean, it, it could very if if you told me today that we lost Eddie Vedder, it w- it would have the same effect. I mean, he he was up there. Some people don't share that opinion, but I mean, Chris Cornell had a voice that couldn't argue with. I mean, he was a singer. I don't mean he was the front man for a band and he you know belted out tunes. Chris Cornell, when he sang, he he is an artist. Yeah. He was able to convey the point, the emotion of that song through his words, and it, it's sad to lose somebody like that, man. Yeah. Oh. But on to some great, better news. Uh, Little yeah. Rock Comic Con was this weekend. And oh, my goodness. I, I saw your haul. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and we'll discuss that later. But first, let's just say I, I really think this was the best organized Little Rock Comic Con that we have seen. We we walked in 15 minutes after the doors opened. They were clear and announcing all the panels throughout the day. Guests that they had were so personable, and there wasn't that long line that you have to wait in to get to speak to people. They were just out and about. They were... I seen several times they were out from behind their tables and walking around the con and just discussing stuff with people. Little Rock Comic Con really deserves a bigger space and way more people than what it has. That that is a great show each year. And what is this? Our third or fourth year that we've went? I think third, yeah. Third, it just gets better and better each yeah, year. Yeah, and I tell you, you know, being a part of a local convention is a great experience. I mean, keep going back. I mean, I personally did this with BotCon. I wasn't there at the first BotCon, but I was in the in BotCon in like 99 was my first year. And you watch it grow. I mean, and, and that's what I want Little Rock Comic Con to do, and all, any local Comic Con to grow. I mean, it had that feeling of a small convention where, like you were saying, uh, the guests could come out behind the table, give somebody a hug, take a picture, talk to them for a minute. Whereas at, when you first start going to BotCon, same way. I mean, the people were there, you intermixed. I mean, like you could just walk up and Peter Cullen's there, shake his hand, talk to him. You know, that kind of thing. And somebody of that caliber being there. And it's it's just great. Now, as as conventions grow, that that experience becomes less and less because it's more organized, it's more streamlined, there's deeper lines, there's more removal of the guests from the from the uh, attendees. And I mean, that's just the way when you get bigger you have to go. I always suggest somebody start going to a small convention. That way they can, not not to say they were there, but they could see and feel that how it, how it is and, and to be there and experience that. It, it's really great to be a part of a small convention and, and watch it grow. Absolutely. And you know what I, I like is the fact that we've started going to each of these cons so many times. And a lot of them bring in the same vendors and they're actually starting to recognize some of us. Hey, I know you. You were at this con. Oh, I know you. You were at this con. It, it's so 
awesome to build a rapport with some of these vendors because, as we'll discuss later, we can walk away with some excellent hauls for comics and pops and all sorts of fun stuff that they sell at the conventions. It was just a great time, and I, I can't I can't say, you know, I, I'm sad it's gone. I'm sad Little Rock Comic Con's over, and I, I look forward to the next con. I wish there was more, but that's just me being me. Yeah. I, I always wish there was more. And Logan really enjoyed it, you know, and I can't wait for uh, Jax to be old enough for you to bring him, and Hudson for that matter. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a party. By, by that time, we're going to need to uh, bring in reinforcements to help us corral kids because, I mean, we got to do our comic book shopping, man. Uh, absolutely. Um, but before we get to our local hall, we're going to do a bit of uh, news first. Tom Hardy. Tell me what you think about this news because we haven't talked about this. What do you think of Tom Hardy cast as? Venom. As Venom. Okay. Can I be the weird one? Um, I, I mentioned this to several people that I was discussing stuff with at the con yesterday. I was like, so, uh, what you think, Tom Hardy, Venom? And everybody's response was, oh, sounds like a good fit. I, I hope the story is good. Is it bad? I'm the hesitant one. I don't I don't know if I like that casting. Right. I, I'm the hesitant one. Uh, we, we've discussed our praise for Tom Hardy, and he's an excellent actor, and I believe he can adapt for almost any role, but... I just don't know if he's my Eddie Brock. Well, you know, I don't think it's that. Uh, Tom Hardy is, of course, one of the best actors working today. He can he can handle an Eddie Brock. But here's the whole here's the here's the thing. Tom Hardy is being cast as Eddie Brock in a Venom film. The title character is Eddie Brock. We don't know how that's going to go because Eddie Brock is tied to Spider Man. Eddie Brock isn't tied to. Here's my own film. No. And it's kind of like, I don't know, can you cast a Moriarty film and not have Sherlock Holmes? I uh, mean, it, that, that, that's, and, that's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Uh, and another point. Um, Sony has, you know, maybe revamped their, their superhero gig by sharing Spider-Man with the MCU and... They've got all this praise. Hey, thanks for playing nice. Now this is them back in their own turf. This is no one's holding their hand for this one. Well, are they ready to go? Do we know that they're not? I mean, is is it possible Marvel has some some influence? I, I, think, here? I think we would have heard about it by now. I, I really think we would have. Uh, as big as mainstream as this type of movie is right now. I think we would have heard if rumblings even of, of a collaboration, especially on the Sony end. I, I just don't know if they're ready for them to, you know, somebody to let go of their hand. Can they ride the bicycle with no training wheels? I, I don't know. Well, I'm interested. I'm going to watch oh, this. Oh, I'm interested. I'm interested. But I think it's odd that I find myself being the hesitant one. Mm-hmm. Speaking of hesitation, the Wonder Woman reactions. Now, <laughs> Wonder Woman has been seen. The Wonder Woman embargo has not been lifted, but critics are allowed to give reactions, meaning they like it, they didn't like it. And everyone that's been online has said they love it. And we're seeing 
more and more footage from this film being put online officially. It looks good. uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's, what would you say, four or five, anywhere from five to seven minute, I think I even seen a nine minute clip. Oh, I haven't seen any long clips. Oh, dude. I've only seen two or three minutes. Go to YouTube and you'll find three or four, five to probably nine minute long clips of scenes from Wonder Woman. Now, none of the scenes, you know, they're they're wanting to show, and I watched them. I watched them all. I ain't gonna lie. I I just wanted to have a taste of what it was like. I I don't know. You know, I, I want to say what I texted you earlier, and watching the action scenes... I liked it better when it was called Captain America the First Avenger. I think that is unfair. I'm not gonna and I'm gonna call you out on that. That that's fine. That's fine. I'm I mean, just saying I've watched enough of the fight scenes. I, I understand what's going on. I understand the situation. I understand it's a totally different war that she's fighting in. But I'm just saying I get the feel, you know. There there's certain scenes that are out there that when I watch them, I'm like, yeah, I've watched this before. Uh, I know, I you know, I, I got an idea for what's happening, and I'm not trying to go digging on the hate for Wonder Woman. I'm just saying that's my initial reaction. I, I haven't watched the complete movie. I don't know her story yet, because mainly all they're releasing are action scenes. So you know, take take what you will from my watching the action scenes. Everybody listening, just as good to go on YouTube, type in Wonder Woman, and boom, there it is. There's there's quite a few long scenes there that, if you don't mind spoilers, you can watch them. And I, I would like to know your reaction for them. If, if that's something, you know, spoilers aren't for everybody. Right, yeah. And uh, I'm actually taking the high road on this because I've, I've stopped watching trailers on Wonder Woman, and I'm just going to experience it in the theater. I do that with most movies, like Guardians of the Galaxy, the same way. You know, like for three trailers, it's like I'm done, not watching anything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bad for podcast news, but good for movie-going experience, so. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and, but something I did watch, I watched the uh, finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nice. Ghost Rider came back. Ha! Ah, love Ghost Rider. It was really good. And um, I did want to mention, uh, it tied into Doctor Strange a little. What? Yeah. Because, uh, now I'm not going to, it was last week, so I mean, people may not have watched it yet. I'm not going to spoil anything. But, um, Ghost Rider did something really cool. He used his chain and started whipping it around and produced the same kind of portal they did in Doctor Strange with the sling ring. Wow. Like, I mean, it was the exact same animation, exact same effect. He's, That's uh, he's like, cool. I, he's like, I don't need the, cause they had a doorway to open dimensions in ages of shield. He's like, no, 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 that's okay. I've learned a new trick and he does it. And it's the, it's the portal from Dr. Strange. Hmm. That's pretty cool. And also, uh, next season, uh, the very end of the show may, may hint at a, title change next season it may not be agents of shield it really may, it may be agents of sword okay look that up if you have any questions if if not if you want to be spoiled though okay all right cool 
Um, now we did have another thing. Today is the 21st of this recording. Twin Peaks drops tonight. Now we have not discussed Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. Sean, what what has been your experience with Twin Peaks? My experience with Twin Peaks, I I am a big fan of David Lynch, but the time frame of Twin Peaks being on television didn't really coincide with my interest at that age. Uh, it was on when I was still, you know, relatively young, not enough to be entertained by a David Lynch film yet. And I just haven't watched it. Um, recently, probably a couple years ago, I sat down and tried to watch some Twin Peaks and didn't really vibe with me at the time. I need to sit down and force myself to watch it, so my my experience and knowledge of the series is very minimal. Yeah, and I'm pretty much the same way. I know there is a rabid fan base for Twin Peaks. Uh, Tom Merritt uh, has a podcast called Damn Fine Cup of Coffee, which is a reference to Twin Peaks. They've been reviewing the whole series to the lead-up of the new series coming out today. And I've, I've watched like the first two episodes and I could really get into it, but I just haven't had time to sit down and, and push through. I mean, I don't, I, I know, I don't even know who killed Laura Palmer. I've, I've never looked it up. I know it was answered, but I just don't know. So that's still there for me. I've never seen Fire Walk with me and I've heard people love that movie. But of mm -hmm. course, you know, Twin Peaks and, uh, I have a theory, you know, Kyle MacLachlan, who is, you know, uh, the star of Twin Peaks, he was in Dune. I never watched Dune until, uh, like, last year. I think the fans of Dune followed him to Twin Peaks, you know. They were watching what Kyle MacLachlan was doing, and uh, he's really great in that show. You know, he was great on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> Um, and I just never, I never got into it when I was younger. Dune wasn't a thing for me when I was younger. Now I feel so, so stupid for not ever watching Dune when I was younger. I, you know, oh. that's a part of my life. I wish I could have got back. I wish that I had like been part Dune, of my man. repertoire. Yeah. Dune's awesome. Dune's um, real good. But Twin Peaks, I'm kind of excited. I'm really excited for the fans that are excited for it because they're getting something they love back in a new form. Uh, and, and I think I'm about ready to join them in and, and get on the train and, and watch it. I'm there with you. And you know, I, like I said, I want to go back. I want to go back and honestly dedicate time to watch the original series and then jump on board with this new stuff. Wrapped in plastic. <laughs> oh, um, and also, today I had some time while my wife was shopping and my son was asleep. I watched a few episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. Now, it's it's been on Netflix because the series ended and all the new episodes are up. And mm -hmm. I forgot how much excitement I had for this stupid, goofy show. I mean, it's... Really? It, it's bad acting. It's, it's, it's weird. But gosh, I love it. I love Legends of Tomorrow. And, you know, they've they've introduced the Legion of Doom. And the way they got their name is hilarious. So, um, the guy one of the guys mentions uh the Legion of Doom and they're and they look at him they're like, What? He's like, It was on some Hanna Barbera show I watched when I was a kid. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> so way he, to go. <laughs> 
So yeah, and the Legion of Doom is uh, Malcolm Merlin from uh, Arrow and uh, the other guy from Arrow. Oh, dadgummit. Dum Dum Duggan. What's his name? Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Damian Dark is his name on the show. Uh, and the reverse Flash. And mm. because I, I really like... Okay, so the Flash in the first season, spoiler alert, Eddie Thawne shoots himself in the heart to kill Eobard Thawne, his descendant from, like, the 31st century. Well, uh, as on the Flash, he has showed up again because his his future self, the, the erasing of history, hasn't caught up with him yet, so he's still showing up. Oh, so nice. he's, he showed up on the Flash. He, he was involved in Flashpoint, of course, and now he's on Legends of Tomorrow, and he's using Damian Dark and Malcolm Merlin to try to uh, uh, get the Spear of Destiny. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> wow. And so he can change himself uh, from being erased from history so he can stop it. And the Black Flash is chasing him. The uh, the the Death Flash, whatever it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I'm really loving it. I, I, I watched like four episodes in a row. I cannot get enough of Legends of Tomorrow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this sh- You're I, crazy. You should not like this show. It is goofy. There's bad acting. They just made a... So Brandon Routh, who plays the Adam, <laughs> met Supergirl, and he literally said, she kind of looks like my cousin <laughs> because uh, he played Superman. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness! Oh this my God! They're just having horrible. so much fun with that show, and I love it. It is stupid. I can see somebody going, "God, how can you stand that? You're the problem." I know, I know, I get it. You are no longer allowed to give me crap about watching Winona Earp. <laughs> I love it. So the last topic, something that has been out there for a couple of weeks, but we haven't discussed it on the podcast, and it's something that I, I love is Hellboy's coming back, man. Yeah, Mike Mignola's writing. Hellboy's coming back. And the cast for Hellboy is pretty awesome. I think David Harbour will be awesome. The sheriff from Stranger Things. I Yeah, I love his performance it, when, in when Stranger Things. When they said Things. it, I was like, this is going to be awesome. His delivery of his lines in Stranger Things immediately i'm thinking he can definitely be a smart ass monster like he'll do a great job because he he did a great job playing that style character as the sheriff which, which oh, it, it should be great as hellboy i can't wait i'm excited for this casting as long as it doesn't affect more stranger things i'm fine with it <laughs> oh absolutely now did we're, why didn't we... Is it just because Ron Perlman knew that putting on the makeup is an extremely painful chore? I know he said in interviews before that he he used to have anxiety issues. It actually created anxiety issues for him knowing that he was going to have to sit through the makeup process. Well, he's he's done it like... he's He's been in the Hellboy makeup since Hellboy 2. He went to like... He did a like a Make a Wish Foundation thing and yes. full, got in full Hellboy stuff and met this kid and they were both Hellboy. But you that know, was that's for amazing. I'm well, still. Yeah. I mean, you could just say, "Oh, I don't know about that." 
And plus, no, he's, no. he's talked about it before in other interviews that he was working with Guillermo to try to get it done again. And uh, that was the last I heard about it until this news of it being redone. And honestly, you know, if I'm not going to get Guillermo doing it, if I'm not going to get Ron Perlman, I'd rather them reboot it than, than try to than try to press through a Hellboy 3 that nobody's going to like. So... Uh, I'm all for this. You know, I'm, I am sad that it's not Ron Perlman because he did make that character. But I mean, this is, this, you're going to go through the same thing whenever we get the new Wolverine. Uh, that's not Hugh Jackman. I mean, it's just that same thing. Right. Right. Absolutely. Dude. So now we're to local hall where we discuss what we left the Little Rock Comic Con with and, what didn't we this, leave with? What didn't we leave with? I, I'm telling you, man. I looked at when I got home. I finally sat down and I laid them all out. Do you realize I spent less than a hundred and walked out with so many awesome books? I, I was I was just blown away by the time I sat back and I was like, "How did I do this?" Um, let Let me just give you the brief rundown of what I got. Uh, Outcast 1 and 2, Amazing Spider-Man number 201 uh, with The Punisher. I finally picked me up a copy of uh, Incredible Hulk 340. Gotta love some Todd McFarlane. Uh, I got a couple of Marvel team-ups, one with Doctor Strange, one with Wolverine, a couple of issues of Thor. I got, let's see, some more Spider-Man, uh, 245. Uh, second appearance of Deadpool, X-Force number two. Another Todd McFarlane, Amazing Spider-Man, number 325. And let me tell you this, dude. Uh, I get home, and I'm looking. You know how I picked up the Blair Witch comic? And I didn't even know there was a Blair Witch comic. And when I seen it, I was like, sweet, Blair Witch. Well, now that I think back about it, the box that I was buying it out of said signed but i didn't think anything of it i have the autographs on the bottom of the book of uh jen van meter and guy davis autographed this book back nice. in 1999 nice did it, did it have a certificate with it? it it does not have a certificate with it but it, it's straight up their autographs i mean you know I, i'm not gonna go have it certified or anything but i was just like holy crap i paid two dollars for this book and it has two autographs on it i uh let's see was that it a couple more amazing spider-mans and i did finally break down and buy the uh todd mcfarlane spider-man number one i picked up the gold uh second print issue right and this and if you don't know, the second printing was gold. It wasn't a. It wasn't a special second printing. Co- I mean, the the right. second printing of that issue was gold. There's there's the platinum retailer edition. There's the bagged uh, black and silver edition. There's the regular black and silver edition. There's the bagged regular edition. The the yeah, unbagged regular edition, and then there's the gold second printing. I mean, that book had a bunch of covers. Oh. And, and and not to be left out, but because it wasn't picked up from the Comic-Con, but also this week, Michelle called me from Walmart, and we now have a Demogorgon Stranger Things Funko Pop. Nice. As well. Absolutely. 
What did you leave the Comic-Con with, Rick? Oh, because I know it was a ton. Well, you know, first of all, I'm always on the lookout for Transformers issues. Uh, I got Transformers number two for uh, $2.00. Uh, I got nice. number 47 and 52, which were uh, uh, replacements for bad issues I had. I picked up John Byrne's uh, re-envisioning of Superman, Man of Steel. Came out in like 86, number one, number two, and number six. Uh, you know, my John Byrne stuff. I got 17 uh, Thor Walter Simonson issues. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, for like a, a fifty cents to a dollar a piece. That's um, awesome. I got Marvel Contest of Champions number three, which is John Romita Jr. art. I did not know. Uh, Avengers number one forty seven, part of the Serpent Crown saga with the um, the Squadron Supreme. That's what it is. Jeez, what's wrong with me? Uh, a John Byrne Alpha Flight number twenty eight, his last work on Alpha Flight, I think. And then one of the great things I found. Supernatural Thrillers number three, featuring Valley of the Worm. It's a story by Robert E. Howard, but it's illustrated by Batman's Gil Kane. Oh, awesome! And it's a beautiful cover. Um, look up like Supernatural Thrillers number three, and, and you'll see what I mean. Uh, just Google search that. But yeah, man, and I walked out with a a, a friend of mine, uh, Brad, friend of the podcast, Brad, got me some. Uh, Transformers uh, toy catalogs that I was been after for my side project I'm working on. So uh, I appreciate awesome. appreciate Brad helping me out there. And plus, we've seen friend of the podcast Joe out there collecting his uh, He Man. He got some good deals. I've seen that on Facebook. And we ran into a couple of buddies of yours. Yeah, yeah, we had a couple of friends stop by and hang out for a bit before we had to take off. But, dude, I got a question for you. Uh, while we were at the con, I was able to run into Brent, the uh, CBCS representative that I had dropped off my book with. And he said that next week sometime, I should or he should be receiving an email with the grade of my book. Do, should I read this email or should I just go blind and wait for the unboxing? Oh, it's just however you want to build in excitement. If you can't wait, I, I don't know, man. Oh, oh, I will say this: I'm, I'm do it for the podcast, man. You can hold yeah. off. I uh, know. I probably will. I probably will. I really want to. Um, also, I, I was blown away. Brent said uh, he he got to thinking. He just went ahead and pressed that book before it left. So. I'm excited about that. I was like, oh, wow. He, he, so he hooked me up with a press on that book before it took off out the door. I don't know. I don't even know what it looked like post-press. So it'll be totally a surprise to me when it comes back the way it looks. I'm so excited. I just <gasps> geeking out, man. Yeah, and gosh, gosh dang it. You know, I, uh, I don't want to be that guy, but, you know, I couldn't help walk by. Gary Chalk was there. I had oh. I had to stop by and at least say, you know, thank you for coming. You know, really appreciate the job you do. You were great on, you know, Beast Wars and, and the, you know, Tomorrowland. Talked about that for a minute. And he just sat and talked for like 10 minutes about oh. all this stuff, about going to BotCon in Dallas. And he, uh, he, I, he, Kind of glimmered, remembered me because he brought he brought it up. He's like, BotCon in Dallas, maybe. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, we we met there. I mean, we met several times, but that was one of them. Yeah, 
And uh, awesome. Yeah, it, it was really awesome. He he's a great guy. If you ever go to a convention and he's there, talk to that man. Uh, because he is great, and we appreciate him uh, taking the time. He talked to my son uh, about some stuff, and uh, just just love those guys. Voice actors are people you should talk to. It's a Absolutely, great experience. man. Every one of them I've ever met has just been incredible. So, dude, brings up Lost in Time, and I actually found my Lost in Time this morning. I was surfing around on the internet, and got to find looking for some old cartoons to show my son, you know, just just stuff to keep him entertained. And I can watch in the background and be like, that's awesome because it's just 80s goodness. What I found really wasn't 80s goodness, but it's definitely iconic. Did you ever watch Chuck Norris Karate Commandos? Well, I don't know if I define it at watch, but I've seen it. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it was hilarious. I think I counted in the intro, they say the words Chuck Norris eight times. They're like, <laughs> Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. He is Chuck Norris. This is a team formed by Chuck Norris. And I was just like, yeah, I, I get it. It's Chuck Norris. And they're like, Watch Chuck Norris do this and do that. And I was just like, Chuck oh Norris don't like you. Chuck Norris beat you. It, it's so awesome. And I, I love Chuck Norris. You know that. Let's see how many times I can say Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Absolutely. Chuck Norris. It only ran for five episodes, I believe. And honestly, didn't watch the uh, episode that we were starting on because it was entitled Deadly Dolphins. I was like... <laughs> This does not sound good at all. I, I just don't even want to. And, and I turned it off, but I was just like, my goodness. Chuck Norris had his own cartoon back in the 80s. Everybody had their own cartoon. I remember Mr. T had his own cartoon at one point. Oh, my Lord. I just didn't know. Had you ever seen it? Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. Son, my son loves Mr. T. There's a certain disc I have that has Saturday morning cartoons, and he mm-hmm. he really liked the cartoon of Mr. T that was on there. Oh, God, that's awesome. God, God help that kid. I don't know what's wrong with him. What would you have? I had, in the same vein uh, as yours, Karate Kid that had, really? a, had a cartoon. Karate Kid. I remember this. I remember it. Yeah, um, it was Mr. Miyagi barely. and Daniel LaRusso just battling it out on an airplane and a... I don't know. Really? I don't know who they were fighting, but the intro was crazy. They fought on an airplane, huh? Yeah, they were flying an airplane. They were kick. Daniel wow. was kicking people, hanging onto the wheels did, of the did airplane. Did he just do the crane kick constantly, like through the whole cartoon? Only his only move is crane kick. You must focus, Daniel. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It's just Daniel standing with crane kick position. And every bad guy, he just single kicks them all. That would be horrible. I gotta check that out. I need to go back and rewatch some Karate Kid cartoons just to see how bad it is. Oh, this is bad, dude. Oh, yeah, and there was the chick. They had like an extra chick. Oh, my goodness. And Miyagi does the nose pinch thing and then winks at the camera, the animated camera. Oh my goodness. And they're fighting some dude with mystical powers. Oh, I I am 
Should should this be in Lost in Time or don't see it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I love it, dude. I, you, I love it. You're not selling. Oh I'll, I'll check God. it out. I'm I'll a horrible. I'm a horrible descriptor. Oh my goodness. So that brings up, have you seen it? And I I found a source for my have you seen it? And I'm gonna start going through and looking at these different '80s movies and different movies in general. And I was clicking through and I seen Inner Space. Oh my goodness, I loved Inner Space as a kid. Oh I watched God. that movie so many times, and I cannot believe that it's taken me 58 episodes to talk about how much I loved Inner Space with Dennis Quaid, Meg Ryan, and Martin Short, man. I don't know how I do not own Inner Space. I rented that from the Video Mart so many times, I think I burned through their copy. It is so good. It was so hilarious. Martin Short at his prime. Martin Short before he became really, really annoying. <laughs> before Ed although, Grimley. What? <laughs> although, although I do love Martin Short in Arrested Development. What about Three Amigos? Oh, Three, come on Three Amigos is incredible, but I'm talking about more modern Martin Short. Uh, Arrested Development's great, but the thing about Inner Space, man, was, you know, it, it's the story of Dennis Quaid's this awesome you know uh what would you pilot he's a pilot yeah he's a cocky badass pilot yeah and and he's got you know he's got the hot girlfriend meg ryan and rather than being injected into the bad guy and doing this what was it a spy espionage type deal he gets accidentally injected into martin short and it's incredible yeah, oh, oh, we, just that we, we we totally missed the point where he gets shrunk down to the point that he can fit through a needle. Oh, the the ending for that bad guy. Oh, that haunted me for years, dude. Oh, it was horrible. Oh my gosh! Like you think about horrible. that, and then Martin Short. Uh, what? <laughs> oh my goodness! Such a good movie. So funny. Just a entertaining story in general. If you haven't seen Mar- uh, Inner Space definitely check it out yeah my have you seen it it's real easy it's tmnt the animated sequel to the turtles movies it's not bad it's a pretty good turtles movie really yeah the animated animated tmnt i didn't see it until i bought a i bought like a five dollar four pack that had one through four basically turtles one two and three my son loves one, two, three, and I watched this fourth one with him. It wasn't bad. Patrick Stewart does the voice of the bad guy in it, and it was pretty good. I like it. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I have not seen it. Yeah, but... TMNT, the animated tri- Turtles movie that came out before the new, the newly reinvigorated uh, football player Turtles. Nice. That's awesome. But, but see, the fact that you bought a four-pack means that you... Received the movie that oh, is on my uh, but I not. but I didn't watch it, sir. <laughs> I haven't okay. watched it. That's good. Has Logan watched it? Pro- oh yeah, he likes it. Oh, that's horrible. Of course he does. He's for, a kid. For our don't see it this week, I uh, am going. I believe we're both jumping on this one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three back in time. Ugh. Oh my goodness! By this point, the the turtles craze had died down. Everybody that had loved the Turtles growing up 
was older and we were letting it go by that point. We had found other things that had caught our attention, but the movie franchise was still trying just to get a few more bucks, you know, and they made Turtles Back in Time, and it was just... This movie didn't need to be made. It just didn't need to be made at all. The storyline was weak. The turtle jokes by that time were just... Ugh, painful to watch. I I didn't care for it. Nobody should be forced to watch Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 back in time. Ugh, no way. No, but, sir. dude, I will say this. I would like I would like to call on the people, our listeners. We, we've had an increase in least listenership lately, and I would like each of you, when, when we post the podcast, share that post. Try, let's see if we can get, we're so close to getting 100 likes on our page. Uh, I would like to see if by the time in the next two episodes, maybe by 60, we could hit, 100 likes. You think we can do it? I think we can do it. We we just need to put the pedal to the metal, nose to the grindstone on the social media. We can get this done, but we need your help. We, we need, need the your help, help, Star Fox. Oh, my goodness. When you say it like that, it makes me think of uh, S- Slippy. Uh, what are you doing, Fox? You know I used to purposely kill him so that I didn't have to hear his voice. I would rather be a man down on my team and kill Slippy than have to hear that annoying voice anymore. That is. And awesome. on that note, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening to this. Uh, dude, you can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter. You can find both of us at NotSoSouthernGs on Twitter. You can find me at Ricky Westbrook. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. Uh, you can also find me at Transformer Card on Twitter. Uh, gosh, we've got stuff going everywhere. Uh, look at look at all of our Facebook posts that cover uh, our local hall, that cover Little Rock Comic Con. Hit us back on social media. We love talking to people. I've got three ongoing conversations with listeners right now. I'd absolutely love it. You know, pick up the pick up your device, whatever you're in front of the computer. Pick up your keyboard. Talk Shoot to us. us. A message. Absolutely, yeah, we'll we'll message you back. No problem whatsoever. Because we we really enjoy it, and it, it's just so awesome to to get a response from somebody that you you don't even know. You're just like somebody's like, hey, uh, I enjoyed listening to this podcast. Well, thank you very much. And bam, you strike up a conversation, and off it goes. It's just such a good time i i and really enjoy it um till next week dude for not so southern gentlemen i'm sean and i am ricky have a good one have a great one